0: Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it. All that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone, at some point in their life, will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it. All that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. We have a wonderful guest and all of our guests are wonderful, but I, I've been wanting to talk to Trish for a while and I saw some of her information as where she is from and uh, I am excited because I was from there too, the Corporate America fun place. So I am looking forward to this conversation as she come and introduce herself to the family. Trish, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Ken, and a big hello to your audience.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. So, give us all the rundown, lady. Come on, girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you tapped into corporate. Where would you like me to begin? I can jump in where you like.
0: Well, tell them your services, what you're providing to people. I like you to just tell us the the world that you have created today. And yep. then we will go back as we usually do here at Threads and we're gonna go back to the uh the inception of that and when it began and how it began. So sure. uh let us know about all the good things that you've done and your beautiful world that you've created so far.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um so I I um in my job, I am so honored because I have the opportunity to be a leader in my in my team. Mm-hmm. And And that for me is, you know, that feeds my soul because the way I operate in that space is that I am able to see people's 10. And Mm -hmm. so the way I work is to... Facilitate their ability to not only see their ten, but to choose and give them opportunities to step into it, and then I get to watch that transformation. So that yes. that's a real gift for me. Um, and I do work with corporate leaders to help them to move into that space. However, um, the piece that I'm that I'm working on right now that I'm super excited about is um, a program called the Discovery. And what this is is this guides. Uh, people through questions, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm. powerful questions. I like it in already. a in a very specific framework that allows them again to step into their ten, but to do it mm-hmm. in a way that that facilitates their ability to take ownership for their personal growth and transformation. So we we conti- continuously have this tendency to look outside of ourselves for our answers. When we're kids, we look mm-hmm. to our parents, then we look to teachers, yeah. you know, and we're always conditioned to look to somebody else and you know my belief is that we really need to take that ownership back. So the discovery is all about discovering yourself. And mm-hmm. so that's that's the piece that I'm working on right now and again, you know, just such a gift as you watch people in that transformation, stepping into their power, taking ownership of their gifts and, and then shining that light in the world is like, for me, there's really nothing more magical than that.
0: Wow. It sounds like you have a program to uh, encourage people to become enlightened. <laughs> right. I love that. <laughs> uh, it. The, and that's, that's it. I, And as I've mentioned to you in the beginning, in the onset, that I believe that uh, we are enlightened when we begin to become students of ourselves, better students of ourselves. Now, how do we attain that? Questions, Trish. We have to ask ourselves, why am I thinking the way I am? Mm -hmm. Why am I responding in this format? Why is this happening? How is this? And so as you begin to um, ask those questions of yourself, you cannot lie to yourself. So you have to be, it's an honest space that you have to be in, in order to progress. And so what a privilege and honor, a great system. I think that is beautiful. And I am excited to hear such a thing because to have someone Actually do that as a, I hate to use the word profession, but as one that is gifted and have been placed in a position, I would say, of this um, uh, wonderful space to be able to guide. I would say more so of a guide Mm -hmm. uh, than a one of a profession. So beautiful stuff. That is awesome. I tip my hat off to you. That is awesome, Trish. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. So now... This is the fun part that we like here at Threads of Enlightenment. So I want to go back, Trish, because I want to know how did you get to all of this nice stuff. I want to go back to, let's say, when you, I know in retrospect, we could look back and we could see as we have gone through life that certain things happened to us. We saw, we could recognize breadcrumbs, we could recognize all those things now that we are far from the space that we started so what was that uh, the breadcrumbs what were the incidents that kind of awaken you now to start this self uh growth this path of enlightenment for yourself do you rem- what what were they
1: <laughs> yeah that's a i mean that's an interesting question because for oftentimes for people there's a moment right there's a moment mm-hmm. in their life where where that happens for them yeah um I've been on this quest since I was a kid. <clears throat>
0: nice.
1: And and I, th- I do think that it was, I do think that it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a great childhood. And, and I think that as a result of that, um, it really honed a couple of different capabilities for me. So first and foremost, it honed mm-hmm. my intuition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I get very, very good at reading people, reading people's moods, reading people's, you know, what, what they were going to do. And that, yeah. I mean, 90% of my day in corporate is driven by my intuition. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next piece is uh, the desire for escape as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up doing things that I didn't realize at the time I was doing, but, things like astral travel <laughs> yeah right? yeah uh-huh. Where I, you know now i can look back and go oh that's what i was doing at the time <laughs> i had no clue i just knew that it yeah. was an escape um yeah. and so and so i've always been on a quest of knowing that there was more um and of knowing that there was something else out there um, and constantly searching for that i would say i've probably read close to a thousand self-help books um, um. and i and there were, there were probably three pinnacle moments in my life that, uh, accelerated or shifted the growth Mm -hmm. for me. So in 1998, I was diagnosed, um, with a, with a condition called scleroderma. Um, Mm. and as I sat on the table and they told me the diagnosis, they said, you have, you know, probably maybe seven years to live. Um, Mm. and, you know, you were going to put you on an yeah. aggressive round of methotrexate, et cetera, et cetera. And everything in my body said no. So I refused all mm-hmm. medications and had to go down this mm. whole path of discovery in 98. I mean, I helped launch wow. one of the first internet service providers in Canada. And I can tell you, we didn't have this information on the internet in 98 that we have today. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're looking for a natural health road or a spiritual growth road, It wasn't Mm -hmm. available like it is now. Um, So, yeah. So, it was a lot of uh, trial and error. It was a lot of – I honestly believe that I came to the the recognition that – I I believe personally that we can set our bodies up for dis-ease through yes. what we eat, through not taking care of yes. our physical b- body. Mm-hmm. How we manifest it, however, I do believe is much more a function when it's not genetic of um, yeah. of where we are emotionally and spiritually and, and mentally. And for me, I had a closed heart. And I believe that I manifested that condition, which is very restrictive, um, mm-hmm. literally creates scar tissue inside the body. Um, wow. I believe that that's what I manifested. And, and I had to learn to open my heart through that process. So, so wow. that was the first big one. Then the next one mm-hmm. would have been um, the next one would have been when I channeled the book, the, the question journey.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and here, here's why I say that because as I said, I probably read close to a thousand self-help books, workshops, you know, mm-hmm. events, whatever. Uh, when I, like I, I just downloaded that book. I I wasn't sitting there going, wow, I'd like to write a book. I was sitting mm-hmm. there reading another book and all of a sudden this mm-hmm. whole concept came in Around these powerful questions, and the message yeah. was that people need to stop looking outside of themselves for their answers. And with that, I had to take that responsibility too, which meant I stopped yeah. reading yep. all information from other people. I had to mm-hmm. really rely a hundred percent on the information that I got for myself. So yeah. that was that would have been the second big pinnacle moment, and then the third was actually when I stopped. When I stopped. Yeah, my husband had a heart attack, uh, a widowmaker heart attack, he should not have lived. Wow. Um, and two weeks later, had a stroke lost his ability to speak. And, wow. you know, becoming the caretaker, which is not my yeah. role. <laughs> right? yeah. Let's be real. Um, and just, you know, I it really it shook my foundations. There's no question. Yeah. I, I stepped out of everything. And uh, the path back was, uh, was quite the journey.
0: Wow, that is a mouthful. Um, if you <laughs> take it <laughs> to uh, come from a young age and uh, was aware from a young age, to then begin uh, to asking the questions, and your uh, these these were major incidents. They weren't just like small things. These are the the incidents. I always say to people that the incidents come and shake our foundation. What are causes us to reach deeper, start asking those questions that you had mentioned about uh, the life-changing stuff that is necessary. Most of us, uh, Trish, are afraid to ask those questions, and that's why I'm so excited that you have a program to help people identify those questions and begin to ask it because it's a scary place. It is a... um, it can be a dark place. It sounds like you. and I, uh, This is my philosophy. As a Christian brought up in a Christian background, I read in Genesis that creation, it was darkness first. And so I always tell people, don't panic when it's dark. That's the most beautiful time because you are a creator. Just put a big smile on your face and say to yourself, okay, what am I going to create? How am I going to do this? Because... You have to now settle down uh, within yourself. The answers are in you. You are the creative. The reason why you're at where you're at is because you've allowed everyone's opinion, everyone's suggestion, everyone's uh, all of their stuff. And you are mm. functioning from something that is not yours. And because you're functioning from something that is not yours, I guarantee you're going to be in a mess. Because it's not yours, and exactly. So you have to quiet yourself, Trish, to now begin to uh, uh, ask those questions. So, tell us about now. This has happened to your your husband. You're there now. What was your thought process now to start motioning and moving you forward from this place?
1: Before I jump into that, I, I just want to say there's two, there's a couple things that you said in there that I want to speak to. First and foremost, getting quiet is the key. Mm-hmm. Getting quiet is the key. Uh, yeah. We, I, I have this acronym called NTA, which I call noise to avoid, because mm-hmm. people will create so much chaos in their so, lives to avoid just getting quiet. Mm-hmm. So that is yeah. so profound and so important. And it seems ridiculous, but people are literally scared of the quiet because when yeah. you're quiet, it allows the opportunity for things to come up. Yeah, and these are the yes. things we're scared of. The other thing yes. I want to say just quickly is, I also have a philosophy about the dark, which is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I d- I believe that the degree to which you know the darkness is the degree to which you know the light. Yes, right. So mm-hmm. even w- it, to give a very simple example of that, I will f- I will sometimes find myself in my journey in a position of um, how do I well, how do I explain this I, of experiencing something. That is mm-hmm. not something that I would normally experience. That yeah. is very difficult, uh, mm-hmm. toxic, sometimes dangerous. Mm-hmm. And what I realize on the other side of it is that what it allowed me to do was have extreme empathy for those people. Let's take that situation with my husband. Mm-hmm. I stepped into a caretaker role. That is not my role. That's actually his role. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous, but yeah. he was a stay-at-home dad for five years. Like he mm-hmm. is the caretaker in our family. So for mm-hmm. me to step into that caretaker role, it took me twice as long to heal from that process than he, it took for him. Wow. Twice as long. Wow. And, and so as uh, the other side of that healing process, what I recognized was to have amazing empathy and compassion for A, mm-hmm. people who just are in a caretaker role just because it's their nature, but yeah. also for the people who get forced into a caretaker role when that is not their nature, but they are they are in that situation due to somebody that they love or whatever it is that drives that. And so you mm-hmm. find yourself in these very difficult situations only on the other side to be able to look back. And, and this is why I'm saying the degree to which you know the darkness is the degree to which you know the light, because you can have mm-hmm. empathy and you can have um, – a true understanding of others that are in a similar situation, which broadens and expands our, you know, our mindset and our awareness and our growth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can attest to all of that. My mom, uh, she had an operation. As a result of the operation, she had died. She was in a coma for weeks. She came out and our lives was changed, including hers and everyone else in the family and friends. And one day we had we had people coming to see her, and I would I was working close by, so they would call me, and I was always running back and forth. And the caretaker had left. I went to visit my my parents, and I'm talking with my parents, and I smelled my mother, and I realized that wait a minute, I have to change my mother. I remember standing there and. Um, realizing what I had to do. And I I became a, a, ter- a caretaker for my mom and my dad. I, I eventually left work so that I could be there for them after this, this incident took place. And I realized after I was changing my mom, I'm like, wait a minute, my relationship with my mother has changed a different um, uh, aspect. She was my best friend. She was the one that I was always run to and uh, she was there for me. And here I had to, uh, the roles were turned around. And to me, it, um, I realized what an honor I had an opportunity to be there for my mom in that fashion. Because guess what? She did the same for me, um, mm-hmm. years ago when I was a young baby. So I, you know, it was an honor for me to be there to, to, be a part of our life in that fashion. And so it is, when you are placed in that position, it is taxing, it is emotional, it is a fascinating place to be, and um, it's honorable, but it's also demanding of your spirit, soul, and body. And you have to learn how to manage that and how to function within that. Um, I've known many people that have l- lost it right there because it's such a demanding role. But as you mentioned, here you are. Uh, we all have uh, scars and different things that manifest to us. What that we have to overcome, what were some of those things, uh, for lack of a better word, we call them demons, what are some of those uh, belief system that mm. you had that you that were monsters in your life, in your mind, that caused you to stagnate your growth, that you had to overcome, being in that place. And I and you had mentioned mm-hmm. this uh, in my book, uh, Trish. I titled it "Solitude: A Place of Solitude." Yeah. And I show them through uh, different incidents, and I took some examples out of. Uh, the Bible and from other books, that it was in a place of solitude that Jesus, after he left, he was able to walk on water. And so every time you see miracles about him was after he was in a place of solitude. People are afraid of that. And there's a difference between solitude and lonely. It's totally different things. Yeah. So here you are, what are some of those magnified belief that kept you in a cage that you started to recognize and began to, um, your progress in conquering them or or overcoming them.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a few big ones for me. I, um, I started working at 13 and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was at that time, which was a very long time ago, let's be real. Uh, I was making $20 (laughs) an hour, which is good money. Right. Yeah. I mean, I only worked part time, but it doesn't matter. I was making great money. Um, but I was expected in my house to, to take care of my own bills. Like, I mean, really, I was fed, and that was it. If I wanted clothes, mm-hmm. if I wanted anything else, that became my responsibility. Um, mm. I was out of the house at sixteen, and and so there there was a lot of um, my feeling, always feeling like I'm the one who's responsible, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was always the one who made more money, in, you know, in our relationship, uh, so there's a huge you know piece of responsibility there that you carry um yep. i do remember actually i went to an event one time and i had to climb a telephone pole <laughs> <laughs> and i had to jump <laughs> off this telephone pole and ring a bell and in the process of doing that i had to let go of something before i climbed the pole yeah and i remember letting go of my uh, you know of feeling that that sense of re- that i was responsible i remember letting mm-hmm. go of having to be the leader right wow and Honestly, I felt gutted for days. Like Mm -hmm. I was so weak when I got off, when I, you know, landed from the top of the telephone ball, all my team members came over to hold me up. Like my knees were out Mm -hmm. from under me that, I mean, that was how big this weight was for me. And so that, that's a really big one. The other one that's really interesting, excuse me, you made me cry with the story about your mom. So I'm blaming you for my froggy throat. (laughs) (laughs) The other, the other big belief for me um, is that nobody wanted to hear what I have to say. So, you know, mm. I, I do have gifts um, and part of those gifts is that I, I see things in the future. So, yeah. and I, I want to say I see timelines, right? So yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that this was like something that not everyone can do because to me, it's mm-hmm. logical. You know, if if you tell me that your vision is you want to get to point B and then halfway between point A and point B, you make a different decision. Well, hello, the game board's gonna change, right? Yeah. But I yeah. actually see everything that happens. And and mm-hmm. so I would bring this stuff forward, especially in business, right? I remember mm-hmm. being through yeah. mergers and saying, yeah. okay, well, if we do this, here's what's gonna happen. And they're like, You're crazy. You know, and then yeah. six or eight months later, they'd come back and go, Wow, I wish I had to listen to you. You know, if I had um, a dollar literally for the number of times that people would say that to me. Well, I'd be a millionaire, (laughs) easily. Um, And so when you have this happening where you're saying things, and and the other thing is, I don't actually care what other people think about me. And I've had that for a very long time because I have walked alone many, many times, and I learned early on to be – feel complete within myself so because of that i don't actually care what other people think of me and and that's freeing that's very freeing what a gift yeah
0: that is it
1: it also means that you say what you think and which Mm -hmm. is not always going to be socially acceptable right
0: yeah so
1: so so when you say things and it doesn't always land right Mm -hmm. because it's not socially acceptable or when you you know, see what's about to happen, and you share it with someone in, you know, with the intention to say, Okay, well, let's move forward, knowing that this is where we're going. And they're like dismissing Mm -hmm. you, you very quickly start to subconsciously come to the realization that people don't want to hear what you have to say. And so that was another, another big piece. And you spoke to some of it when you opened up the show, where, you know, people are going to hear different things from different people in different ways right? Mm -hmm. When they hear this conversation between you and I, some are going to resonate with what you've said and pull a gem out of there. Some are going to resonate with what I've said and pull a gem out of there. And the reality is we all have a voice and that Mm -hmm. voice is a gift to someone.
0: Yeah. Yes. Right. And it's our responsibility
1: to get that voice and that gift out there because that someone is actually waiting for that. They need that in that moment. Um, so so those are those are two big ones, you know. And there's lots. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. hit over. I remember actually. I'm going to tell this one story because this yeah. is, this is funny. With, with the question journey, one of the messages that I got when I you know was inspired to write the book was that it had to be collaborative. So there's artwork mm-hmm. in there from many many authors. Uh, there's also questions submitted by many people. And I remember being in my living room and I met with this couple and and they said, "Oh, I have a great question. Do you feel worthy?" And I was like. Yeah. Wow. I can totally see that people might struggle with that. That's a great Uh, question. Right. Only to have that Uh question hit me with like a two by four, Like not two (laughs) weeks later. Hello. Right. (laughs) The root cause of all this noise, let's be real, is worthiness. Yeah. So yeah. So it was. uh, Yeah. So that was another one. But yeah. And they come all the time. Like, you know, sometimes they're smaller than that. Those are the big ones. But yeah, yeah, I would say those are the those are the two big ones for me.
0: Yeah, that was one of the big ones for me, the fact of worthiness. It always interesting. You had mentioned one of the principles I had to learn, Trish, was by, uh as you were talking about telling certain people. Um, there's a story in the Bible where um, this guy, this brother, he had a dream and he went and told his brothers, <laughs> Joseph, and his dream, and they, they tried to kill him. So there's some people you can't tell your dreams because they're going to try to kill you. But um you have to learn how to, that's even something you have to learn. And I had to learn some of those. And one of my, that was such a beautiful question that that couple had asked about, because worthiness was one of the things that I had to face. It was, a, and looking back, I could see it was from an incident that happened in my childhood. And I had to f- deal with that particular uh, as they say, trauma, and I believe we're all traumatized in some way or uh, shape or form. And as we deal with it and come out of our trauma, we then are able to reach back to people. I had a uh, thought, Trish, to write a book just like that. And I had actually, um, and that book was was questions. I, w- I actually wanted to title it questions. I was going to ask the questions. And just leave pages blank. <laughs> this
1: is what they are. It well, is.
0: Yeah. And that's yes. I, I had that many years ago with all these questions, because as I began my journey, I began to ask those questions. And, I, and the concept that I had, the thought that I had was, see, because I didn't do it, you did it. I'm glad you did it, girl. Because people need to ask these questions because it is good stuff. You need to know who you are, you need to know the why behind your actions. And so here you are, you're beginning to deal with all of these, um, as we say, uh, belief system that have uh, controlled your life and you began to change them and and, uh, take control. At what point of your life did you say, you know, I ought to write a book? And how did it come about? What happened? What was that? thought process uh, that led up to that and how did it begin to unfold
1: yeah and you know what i think back on to when you had your your uh, idea i'd be curious if it was around 2009 because <laughs> that's when i had mine
0: <laughs> yeah it be interesting it, it was yeah around there because actually yes it was around that time this is my this is my belief trisha but ideas and stuff like that and if you look at history you could see that that mm-hmm. i believe when it's time in the global universe as as uh, when it's time for something to be released i believe personally that it's it's let loose yeah. and the f- people that are in tune will it will start going to different places we see that with the light bulb we see that with you know one mm-hmm. of, uh, all of these different things come to place and whoever takes that idea and give birth to it are yeah. the ones that accomplish it because I believe that when it's ready for and uh, when mankind needs it, I believe that those uh, thoughts and energy come into the into the atmosphere, and it's who take it will run with it. So I am so proud of you that you did it. I was a slacker girl. Admitted,
1: I'm almost slack. <laughs> well, but but I love that you said that, right? Because you know, one of the things that is, um, you know, that I'm I'm going to speak to here. So, you know, y- you've mentioned the the Christian background that you have. I've had people who, you know, when I say that I've channeled the book, when I use that word channeled, like literally, will dismiss the book because Get that's panic, the word yeah. that I use. Mm-hmm. So whatever, but it's. It, What you described is exactly what happened, right? So the -hmm. information is in the ether right? Yes. And we're all picking up on that information. And yes. it's how, you know, it's it's what you choose to do with it when it comes in, that information is there. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the word channeled, whether it's the word download, whether it's the word inspired, it doesn't really matter to me. doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that's exactly how it happened for me. Like, it, like it, I'll tell you the story. I was reading a book by Joe Vitale, something about marketing, I can't remember what it was called. But there mm-hmm. was one story in that book called Everything Men Know. It was a woman that wrote a book called Everything Men Know About Women. And in my mm-hmm. head, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this should be interesting. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. And then I go on to read to find out mm-hmm. the book is completely empty. There's not a single word in the book anywhere. <laughs> and she sold like hundreds of thousands of these copies. So I'm sitting downstairs in my in my house laughing hysterically, thinking this is the funniest thing ever. And then as I'm sitting there and like I'm laughing, all of a sudden this concept comes in. Mm-hmm. The book's called The Question Journey. It will be yeah. black and white which it is, Mm -hmm. it will Mm -hmm. be collaborative. You Mm -hmm. will invite other people into this experience. Same Um, same thought. Yeah, and it is intended Mm -hmm. for people because the time is coming when they need to learn to stop looking outside of themselves for their answers. And literally, I went to bed that night and I wrote on sticky notes all night in the dark. There's Mm -hmm. only eight pages of text in this book. That's it. And they were all written on sticky notes overnight that first night. Everything else is exactly what you said. It's a blank page. Well, it's not blank because it's got beautiful artwork yeah. on it. But it's mm-hmm. designed to be a journal that yes. pages right on it with a Sharpie the whole nine yards. Um, and and so that that's what happened. Nine months later, almost to the day,
0: <laughs> wow. I, I
1: had the launch party for the book. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mine was going to call questions for life. I wrote it down, but I, I got so busy with running around all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. That you, and this is what happens, people. Uh, we get busy in our busyness and we miss our mm-hmm. visitation, our days of visitation. And so sometimes they will never come back. I try to m- let people know that you have to learn to live in this state of awareness at all times. Jesus said, he says, don't worry about today, uh, tomorrow, worry about today. What is he saying? Yeah. Live for today. Be today. present. So. Because we are not present, we allow the busyness of life to cause us to miss our time of visitation. I had the book just like you did. Mine was going to be titled The Questions for Life. And the concept was the very same thing. It is time for man, the human, I call this the human spirit. It is time for the human spirit to recognize who they are. We are creators. We have been allowing ourselves to be uh, manipulated by men and women that are not um, interested in us. And so it Mm -hmm. is time for us to begin to become interested in ourselves. At the end of the day, you are still responsible for your journey. And so who you allow to... um, To uh, have your mind develop is going to be very important. And so uh, you are reading books about all these different authors to develop your mind. You're allowing a specific type of people to come in. And once you allow them and you recognize, okay, this is as far as they can take me. Now it is my turn. And there's nothing wrong with reading the books. You you you're gathering, you're collecting stuff. Uh, you're an IT person. You're putting yep. stuff in your hard drive. You're getting information. You're now putting this thing on your hard drive, and then you are going to be able to at any time bring, go to your hard drive, and pull that thing up and move on. So. I I'm so glad you wrote the book. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I
1: have to say, to sit here 12 years later and Mm -hmm. to have this conversation with you is such an honor that somebody like you was tapping into same ether at the same time. Like I, I just I've got chills all over my body. Like this is incredible. Like what a gift. <laughs> that is, it is like that amazing. is literally the coolest thing ever. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah,
0: I mean, I actually wrote that down, Trish. <laughs> that, that is title. so cool. But I I, I I I was so busy with all the other things that I I missed it, but that's this is the point though. Mm. That here it is when it's time it is time. Yeah. And so that will find a vessel, whether the, you downloading, however, what terminology, yeah. it doesn't matter why, because she was in a space, Trish was in a space where she was quiet. She received the information, but she was quiet as much as you left, you were, your uh, spirit was in a place of quietness to receive that mm-hmm. and then began to act on it. And it is important, vitally important, guys. You, whatever you call it, meditation, and people think that because, you know, meditation, they think of the classic form of meditation, which I practice, but meditation can be done while you're singing, while you're walking, while you're taking a shower, while, whatever There's So there are millions of ways that you can be meditating, walking, running, uh, uh, vacuuming your house. It doesn't matter. Just find your place of meditation so yeah. that you can download whatever is ready for mankind where someone like myself got busy in my, my running around and miss it. And you can be another trish and write the book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. You know,
0: so people, Trish, are so afraid to To be by themselves. And I tell them, this is the place where you become strong. This is the place Mm -hmm. that you gain wisdom. This is the place you gain strength. This is the place that you begin to get revelation of who you are. This is the place of power.
1: I could not agree more. I How do we get more. these people
0: to, 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 start doing their meditation? That's why I try to tell them. Most people, Trish, when you say meditation, they think of the classic form. I need to yeah. spend, you know, take five minutes, run around. No, 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 no. Um, any, any type of activity that will cause your mind to slow down, mm. that is meditation because in my meditation, that's when you start remembering, oh, I need to put, put off the stove. I didn't turn off this. I didn't, oh, I need to call my grandmother. I need to yeah. do this, all that stuff. But when you begin to control your thoughts, when you begin to um, hold them off and say to them, I would, I would speak to my thoughts and saying, not now. Mm-hmm. At this time, this is where I am. But I'll get back to you, but not This time.
1: I'm a little more ruthless. I say, thanks for sharing. Moving on. (laughs) Although I will say, I will say for the people who really struggle, because if you're a runner, you're still going to be thinking. You know, there's many activities that we do, but you're still going to be thinking. My go-to, if I want to get completely out of my head, is to just put on like some awesome dance music and just dance. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot listen to the music and dance to the beat. And actually be thinking at the same time. No, 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 no. That's a perfect space for meditation.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. I, just be there. Just go, guys, just be there. It is the perfect place to be. It is the most powerful place to be. At, and it is my hope as you listen to Trish and I that you guys learn to find it. Just find it, guys. Uh, it's a place where you hook up. And you get a chance to, to move on. Now, Trish, tell me about, give me a few of those questions that are profound and the book that I didn't write because I got busy. Talk to me.
1: <laughs> um, you know, my trigger question, a big one for me was, uh, what have you not tried or tasted or experienced because you haven't stepped up?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That oh. was a big trigger one for me. Um yeah. You know, one that uh that the Discovery Program is 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 really geared towards, for example, um, is how much of your life currently is defined by other people's expectations.
0: Wow. That's that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll stop a lot of people. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that'll yep. stop a lot of people if they allow it. <laughs>
1: And then that there'll be it is it isn't, yeah i mean because it's yeah. like when you look around you know how many decisions have you made and how much of your life has been designed because mm-hmm. other people had expectations of you um yeah. and then that and then following right off of that is how much of what you really want is not in your life right now yeah because you're so full yeah your life is so full with other people's expectations and how you're Mm -hmm. setting up to meet them. And then the other piece is, you know, a really big one that I love that the word boundaries is becoming, you know, so predominant right now. But the issue with boundaries is that people will really, they'll feel guilty putting them in place. And then they will put them in place, and then someone will cross over the boundary, and then they'll feel Mm -hmm. guilty and even shame sometimes because they've allowed that to happen. Um, And and then they also feel, you know, allowed that to happen to themselves. And then they feel more guilt and shame because they put that boundary in place and they're keeping the other person from what they think they need to provide to them. So there's this vicious cycle around boundaries as well. So it's like, you know, are you able to stand in your, you know, to hold your boundaries in a place of unconditional love?
0: Yeah, that's powerful stuff. Um, there's a, uh, a Bible verse that uh, comes to mind. Jesus says, the, these guys came and asked him, what's the greatest of all, uh, the, your commandments? Jesus says to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind and all thy strength and to love the Lord thy God as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so he put the focus straight on you. And so I tell people all the time, he, understood and he put the focus on you you cannot love me until you love you so you need to start on this journey seriously because you can't love me you could tell me you are you love me but the reality is that you don't because you don't love yourself if you love yourself and that's where we because of society trish um Uh, Society, I was talking to someone a few days ago, and uh, I was talking about how society, the damage that society has put on the human spirit. uh, We start that from a young age. My children, I I became a man at about 34, 35. Because why do do I say I I, I became an individual at that time? Because until then, Trish, I was living to please my parents. And there was an incident that happened that caused me to recognize that and began to shift it. And I, I'm i the dad of, of five boys and uh single dad. I was a single dad. And I remember um, sitting down. When I got that revelation, I sat those young men down and I said, do not, do not, do not, do not live to please me. I am proud of you as you are. Mm. I am your biggest fan. I I don't mm-mm. live your life because I want to see I and I would say to them I am a spectator. I want to cheer on. I want to see what you do, gentlemen, so that I can be in the audience screaming my head off. Don't live for me because I realize If they try that, they would be in bondage just like I was. And I don't want anything like that because I knew what I was carrying and what was driving me and how it had affected my life for that long. So I tell people, and uh, Trish had mentioned it, you have to now begin to look at yourself. And that book, people, I'm excited, Trish. I cannot tell you how excited I am. That, that piece of um, gem, that that treasure has been put together and people can get their hands on this treasure because it, it is absolute treasure. And so because, uh, take advantage of it, folks, because it will set you free, man. The truth shall set you free. And the truth is when you ask those questions of yourself and you pull away those things, because I tell you, Beyond those things, you are stagnated because you haven't answered those questions. Mm-hmm. The day that you begin to ask those questions and deal with all of your, uh, for what lack of a better word, all of your demons and your fears and all the, the different things, you will change your life. We bring on all of those nonsense in our life as like diseases diseases started as a thought and we now manifest that stuff in our body because uh, you, the placebo test is all about that where you are able to heal yourself because the body was designed to be healed. If you get a cut, it heals. If you, you, you break your bone, guess what? It grows. You don't have to do nothing; Just put it back and it'll, it'll take care of itself. That's how powerful this thing is. And so we manifest our thoughts and we, we bring it forth into all kinds of dis ease. So we must become students of our thought. And so, as we become students of our thought, Trish, these questions are there to guide us to the next aspect of the world that we create. I am so honored to be in your presence that you wrote the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I have to tell you, you're a gift and if, if people are not listening to you on a regular, they need to start doing that because you have so much wisdom and you've just you've integrated, right? You've integrated uh, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be in, to be in your presence. It truly is.
0: Oh, thank you. The the darkness, as you said, stretched you you it's reciprocal. And so um <laughs> I look at my life and I go, Oh my God, you know, so here I am. <laughs> And, uh, 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 I, you know, 10 years from now, Trish, we're going to look at this and we're going to go, wow, they, I was really trying back then. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, love we, we have learned that much more about ourselves <laughs> yeah. that we have shed so much more of the things that hold us back. And the reason why I have people talk about what they have accomplished today, Trish, is, as I told you, Is to let people know the world that they create. You created that, Mm -hmm. and because you created that as a creator, I know that tomorrow will be a different day than today. It's just you know. I'm just. I'm
1: gonna. I want to speak to that one just really quickly. I know we're getting down to Mm -hmm. the to the wire here, but I remember reading conversations with God, and I remember reading that this one place in the book that basically said I was the one responsible for my, you know, for the state my life was in. I literally mm-hmm. remember slamming that book shut and I couldn't open it for another six months. Scared <laughs> the ever loving crap out of me. But yeah. but this is the piece, you, you know, you're, 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 you're after this piece. And the piece is that people are reluctant to take personal accountability and responsibility for themselves. Yes. that That's the reluctance. And And I would say to you that if you are currently asking questions of other people, here's what I would say to you the moment you were able to articulate the question, you already knew the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The
1: only reason you're looking to other people is because you want someone to tell you something other than what you already know to be what true. You mm-hmm.
0: yeah. What you want to know. Because what you know to be
1: true means change.
0: Yeah, scares the pants off you. You come out of that. Uh, one, complacency is a dream killer, I tell people all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: stop being complacent. And you get into that place of comfort, corporations, Trish, you'll know about this. Corporations die when they get into a place of complacency. You lose your edge, you gain so much, you work so hard to gain a a percentage of the market share and you become complacent. And then the next thing you know, it's all gone. And we can name companies over companies over companies that have done that uh, because the younger guy coming behind is hungry and that big corporation is complacent in customer service complacent in everything, and the next thing you know, they're filing bankruptcy. Yeah, and you know you can't do that, guys. In your life, you cannot. Uh, Trish, I love this entire conversation. I thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. This was literally exciting, and I am so glad you were obedient and <laughs> I was disobedient. And um, it is an honor to have you here. I know that treasure that you have created because I know what it felt to me in my being to write. So I know what that is. And I tell, I'm going to tell everyone now, run out. I mean, as soon as you guys, let me post this, stuff, go buy the book, go buy the book and uh, give it to friends, give it to uh, parents, give it to children, give it to young adults, give it to everyone that you come in your sphere why? Because once they begin to be honest with themselves, they will create something new. Trish, thank you so much for coming by. Thank
1: you so much. This is such a gift.
0: I loved it. Thank you. Everyone who's listening to this podcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness. Because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, Invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this broadcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trial, to find out who you truly are, and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.